0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology.
1: They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com.
0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present The Show That Is Everything Oilers Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex Office supplies at huge savings
1: Yeah, Digitex does that
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A On Oilers Radio 630 Ched. Welcome back everybody It's 106 in Edmonton This is the second hour of Oilers Now Hope you're having a wonderful Friday uh, we will get to some of your texts on the Ashley Fine Floor's text line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over thirty five years. Uh, I asked you, given the news involving Gabriel Landeskog, the fact that he's not done yet with Colorado. Taylor Hall has not uh, resigned yet with Boston. Zach Hyman, Darren Drager reporting yesterday. Hyman uh, agent Todd Reynolds able to talk to other NHL teams. Give me a list of order of preference of the three players on the left side that you'd like to get and the price point of contract that you would do with them. Of course, Oilers Now has been brought to you for the last seven years by Digitex. Hugh Porter and the staff at Digitex wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one-owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can reach us at any time in the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780 496 River Cree, back up and at them. Excitement! Bet on it. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer. Brendan Escott, big part of the show at Brendan with two Es, Escott with two Ts. Every Tuesday and Friday for the Horses and Horse Racing, Alberta, Mark Spector joins us. A reminder, live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile Fridays and Sunday evenings. The post time is at 6.15. They're back for full fan access, but you can always watch and wager online as well at hbibet.com. Mark Spector, how you doing? Pretty good, Bobby. How are you doing? Good. Did you uh, did you end up seeing the uh, the story that was uh, put out about Tyler Redwood? And the no, I did
1: not see that story. What's well, it's going on,
0: on it's on the uh, horse racing Alberta uh, face page. It's I I know we both have a lot of time for. Uh, Really interesting sort of human interest stories. We're going to have Brendan uh, tweet out a link to this. Uh, It's basically uh, about a guy in the industry that's uh, had some significant challenges with substance abuse and the battle that uh, he's gone through. It's it's pretty interesting.
1: Sounds like like a Curtis Stock piece to me.
0: Yeah. Well, Curtis uh, knew how to write. I mean, that's the thing. You know, every year when when you watch the the Kentucky Derby and you watch the Preakness and the Belmont – there's always storylines, and and not all the horses are owned. I mean, what do, what do they call horse racing back in the day? The sport of what? Sport of kings, I believe. Sport of kings. Now it's kind of like the sport of sheiks, right? There's there's a lot of uh, a, a lot a lot of wealth uh, uh, from from the top. The you know the, obviously the, the the top thoroughbreds on the planet. Now that said, there's always that story. About yep. the trainer or somebody that I'm, comes off the beaten path that sort of evolves and suddenly has a breakthrough horse, and it, it's 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 pretty interesting stuff. So,
1: Listen, as a journalist, and I worked next to Curtis Stock for 15 years, the Edmonton Journal. And back in the day, when the this is the old days, folks, when the Edmonton Journal ran the full racing results, the full racing program for today in its Agate page, and had a full time horse racing writer that wrote copy every day of what's going on down there, and There was no, I'll give you the Oilers dressing room, I'll give you the Eskimos, I'll give you the Trappers, I'll give you amateur sport, Marty Nackerel back then. There was no place that furnished more fabulous stories on human interest stories really good reads on people than the track there it is filled much like boxing bob i cover some boxing filled with interesting people with fantastic stories to tell and it's nice i know curtis was doing a little bit of writing for uh sports uh for horse racing alberta but those are good stories and the track's a fun place and and it's uh we always say how many people that employs and all that stuff but the real people bob right the real people right. down there that are working and that's why stories like this one are always really good reads.
0: yeah it's it's interesting because when you and me started total sports the concept was look we're going to be talking a fair amount about the Oilers, but we want to give you know mentions to the various you know at that time you know if we talked a lot about the eskimos a little about the nfl a little about college football yeah. Uh, yeah. a lot about the U of A. Uh, and and then we had some time for horse racing. There wasn't a lot of local soccer at that point. I think that uh, there's that that, that that interest is kind of picked up a little bit more. But it's I think a lot more, yeah, yeah. But it, it, now this show's called Orders now, and you can pull off a two-hour show year-round on the Edmonton Orders. With <laughs> the and and we're right in the heat of it right now. Spec. tomorrow's the expansion. Uh, the expansion lists have to be in by tomorrow. It's my belief that Edmonton is going to go with the following seven-three and one-four. But David Drysettle, Nugent Hopkins, Polyarbee Yamamoto, Cassian and Archibald, and then Nurse, Keith, and Bear, and Stuart Skinner and Goal. Do you have any divergence from that? No, absolutely none.
1: Absolutely none, Bob. You and I are, as always, in our careers together in complete agreement on that. Yeah,
0: that, that's <laughs> not not often. That's out. Who do you see Seattle, because, uh, you know, we're of the belief that the Oilers aren't going to have a, a backdoor deal in place with the Seattle Kraken. They're, they're just going to let the Kraken choose a guy. Who do you think Seattle's going to end up taking? Well, I, what
1: I'm hearing about Seattle as guys pour over these lists is they feel like they're going to be well furnished with, with – um, sort of bottom six defensemen, obviously. Yeah. That's not a bright statement. There's going to be tons of them. Uh, they may sneak a top-pairing defenseman out of somewhere who's going to probably be left open because they'll have a lot of uh, money or term. But what they're struggling at this point is viable points guys up top, right? Forwards who can produce some offense. It's my understanding Ron Francis is, is you know, he's, if he can find some offense – He's going, to be, he's going to be looking for that because there's not a lot out there. So let's just talk about the Oilers' list, right? Who are you picking on the Oilers' list? On defense, who do we have here? We've got basically William Lagason. Chris Russell. Uh, Chris Russell. You know, yep. Chris Russell, with only one year at a cheap number, you know, I think he's good. they're going to have a lot of character-type defensemen, so they probably won't need Russell, but I could see that pick. But I'm going to say... And I hate to say this because I like Tyler Benson, but I think they're going to say here's a guy that, that, given a chance, might be able to help us, you know, put some goals in the net. Okay. Uh, and I, I think this is great. Frankly, if it happens for Tyler Benson, who's so kind as to play uh, my golf tournament in a couple weeks, if, if he gets that, it'll be a really good opportunity for him in Seattle.
0: My guess is it's going to be Jujar Arcara. You think so? Yep. Okay. So we'll I'll see. you. I'll bet you a jug of beer. Uh, okay. Uh, pitchers? Were they not called pitchers back in the day? I don't I know. always call them a jug. <laughs> You've got that Sportsnet credit card that you could always use. So, uh, Hey, Mark, uh, just talking about expansion lists, I was surprised a little bit based on what we saw in the playoffs and how I think that Samuel Girard got exposed a bit in that Colorado series against Vegas. Yes. I thought. I thought they might keep Graves over Gerard. Was I just out to lunch there? What about you? No, I feel exactly the same way as usual. Again, we agree. I was quite surprised to see the Graves
1: trade. Uh, I thought that they would trade Gerard instead. They, they're having. They're. I think they're going four, four, and one, right? Colorado, uh, and they're struggling. You know who, who's their four defenseman? I'll probably miss one. They they they're taking McCarr. They're protecting Gerard. They're protecting. Did they have to protect Bowen Byram. No. No, they're going contribute. are you sure they're going let's just take a look. Uh, no, no, if they don't have to take Bull and Byron, maybe not. Um but my point would be this. I thought that with McCarr and Byram that they would choose the larger, more physical player in Graves over the small offensive guy in Gerard. I thought Gerard got bullied out of that series big time by Vegas. Uh, They just pounded on him and and he basically went away. So had I been the GM, I don't know the contracts and I don't know a lot of things. I'm not an expert on the inside workings of the avalanche, but from afar, Bob, I'm with you. I would have kept Graves and dealt Gerard.
0: Now, that said, just because there's this conversation about gamesmanship, and some of it surrounded Duncan Keith. And for all of the people out there, hey, I get you question the fact that Edmonton should have found a way to get Chicago to eat part of the contract. I understand your perspective on that. It's yes. not lost on me. I don't think... I think the owners ultimately were in a position where they wanted somebody to replace Clef Bomb. They had a guy that wanted to come here, and he checked off several of the boxes. And at the end of the day, because of the difference in the real dollar amount versus the cap amount, they were comfortable with it. But for all of you that are sitting right. and saying, right. "You're, you know, I like Keith, but Stauffer, you're an idiot. You're oh, no. wrong." Well, I'm often I an idiot.
1: We all, we all respect that. I get it. it could Hallam have got some something retained? It would have been better if he did. How about that? Sure. There's so, I, about
0: that. but. But, Mark, speaking of gamesmanship, I just want to circle back. to like I would probably have kept Graves over Gerard myself. That said, that said, are you all right there, Mark? Is that your Hold dog off. getting all feisty? or? Do... No, it's me getting in a golf cart, but I'll get out. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll have to take a hole off and talk to you. All right. <laughs> so, well, at least we know where you are. Mark, do you remember when uh, Rome lit up Horton in the series between Boston yep. and Vancouver? That was, that was the game. turning point in that Stanley Cup final, man. Ah, I was not. What was it? Game three? Yeah, it was two nothing for Vancouver, nothing and Vancouver. Boston woke up. up. Boston woke up after that. Boston yeah. got angry and nasty
1: and mean. And Well, they had to turn back into the Bruins is what they had to do. And and they in the turn in, in, in that series, you were right. They did get ugly and nasty. I mean, they played Boston Bruins hockey. We can debate whether it was that hit that made it happen. If you think it was, that's fine. I'm not saying you're wrong, but it had to happen because they played the first two games of that series on Vancouver's terms, and it was 2-0 Vancouver. And in the end, Boston switched it their way, and Vancouver never got it back, did they?
0: No, and here's here's where I'm going to go with this, okay? 4 nothing game one, Colorado is owning, they are owning the Vegas Golden Knights, and Ryan Graves fills in Matthias Janmark, and now it's yeah. on. And now it's on. And they were going after – they were prepared. They wasted the rest of that game to try to get back at Graves. But you know what? From that point on, Vegas – and I think Vegas got away with – they got away with so much in that series. Like, Colorado, I think, kind of got screwed. I got to tell you. There should have been way more penalties called. Yep. Vegas was allowed to be physical. They intimidated yep. and wore down Colorado as that series wore on. And I, I, just in terms of the gamesmanship, to me, it was a little bit. It was a little bit interesting, just in terms of how 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 that kind of. And again, I would probably. I, I'm looking at Colorado. I'm like you. I'm like, well, you got Byram coming. You got McCarr. You got Taze. He's not an overly physical guy. I, I might want Graves and 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 maybe moves your Gerard. You know what I'm saying? So. No, I'm with you. And
1: listen, Graves made a tactical error there. He got over aggressive at a time he didn't need to be. Kicked the hornet's nest. It wasn't a good idea. It was a it was a dirty hit for one. It was a completely illegal hit and one that didn't need to get thrown. And everything you said about it waking up, I watched every second of that series was covering it on TV. Uh, everything you say about waking up Vegas is true. Vegas then in turn, with, you know, if they're going to take a long look, I know they say they're taking a deep dive and a cross checking Bob this summer. The GMs, yeah, if they're going to take a look at. at you know, what we, you, you and I and many of our listeners don't like about the playoff game, that series should be right on the video screen in that GM's meeting. They they, um, absolutely obstructed Kale McCarr from keeping up with the play. It was a she joke. He was trying to trail the play. They were all joke. over him. You tell me how how Stone keeps up to and checks McKinnon when he's about half as good a skater as McKinnon. I'll tell you how he did it. He did it with a stick and with his hands and with completely illegal means half the time. Yeah. And I get it. Vegas can beat Colorado. That's fair and square. I'm not cheering for anybody. But I didn't like the way they beat him, Bob. I thought that they obstructed their way to that victory and uh, it's not good for the game. I didn't like that.
0: All right. Switching focus. So uh, today... Ryan Rashog, TSN. Hey, what about Gabriel Landeskog? Yesterday, Darren Drager mentioning Zach Hyman uh, has permission to talk to teams. So I threw it out there for our listeners, spec, and we're going to get to a bunch of these texts coming up in about two minutes. Who – and I, I, I listed the top three guys for me. So so we're talking Landeskog, Hyman, and Taylor Hall. And I said, who would you want in terms of order of importance and give me the price point on those three players? Well, Scott's probably going to be the maybe the most
1: expensive. He's just kind of coming to the – first of all, I'm not positive he's going to market. Yeah. You know, I'm not positive he's going to market. Right. Uh, but We're not sure Hall's he, going to market either, Speck. Yeah. I, I don't Listen, I don't even know why Hall's in the conversation out here. He's not coming to Edmonton, and Edmonton, I don't think, wants him. So, nothing against him. Good player, good guy. Helped your team win. But I just think that ship sailed out of here a long time ago, and it ain't coming back. So, to me, we boil this thing down to Hyman and Landis Hyman will be cheaper. Hyman is a more. I you know what, Landis a really good player. But uh, I kind of think that I like Hyman. I'm going to say this to everybody out there. No one is going to like the contract they sign for any of those guys. Everybody is going to hate it, right? And I'm going to take you back to Duncan Keith. Everybody hates the, the AAV. I get that. You know what you don't hate? Two years, Right, Duncan Keith's here for two years, then he's done, and then Broberg steps into that spot theoretically. You sign Hyman, you sign Lanniscog, It's a five-year min deal, and you guys are going to hate the term. The Oilers fans are going to pan it. I'm here to tell you right now, before it's even done.
0: All right, Mark. Great stuff. Appreciate your time. Get back to golf. All right, Bobby, take it easy, bud. Yeah, 120 in Edmonton. I, I, hey, anything's possible. Ryan Smith. Oh, one day there will be a book written about what happened in February of 2007 involving Ryan Smith. But Ryan Smith ended up coming back to Edmonton. Mike Comrie came back to Edmonton. Never say never. Now, that said, I I would tend to agree with Speck that I think that there there might be a lean to Hyman over Taylor Hall, which is interesting given that Hall's had a 93-point season. I think Hyman's career high is like 41. Um Slightly resigns in Boston. Looks like Hyman goes to market. We'll get your thoughts when we come back at 121 in Edmonton on Oilers Now. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Check. All right, uh, there you go. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, 122 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. A reminder, there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and with Committed to providing unequaled automotive excellence, resulting in completely satisfied lifetime customers. If you currently have a vehicle that you're not using enough payments or an interest rate that's too high, or a vehicle you may want to sell, refinance, or trade in for something different, go visit Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the Gang. At Brent Ridge 4, you can give them a call at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. As we head to the orders now, injury report brought to you daily by James H. Brown, injury lawyers. Trent Brown, two-time CFL All-Star, won a great cup back in 1993. Trent Brown, maybe, well, I think he is actually the best player the U of A's produced over the last 30 years. Uh, James H. Brown, the heavy hitters in injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com, back at the 630Jet Studios, 37 feet down the hall from me is Brandon Escott. Well, Ben Bishop has agreed to waive his no-movement clause, allowing the 34-year-old netminder to be exposed to Seattle in next week's expansion draft. Problem being, he missed all of last year, recovering from knee surgery, and he still carries a $4.9 million cap hit for the next two seasons. He had, though, been one of the league's top goaltenders in the three seasons prior to this one, but uh, a seemingly ever-growing list of lower-body injuries for Bishop. Well, we'll see if that scares off GM Ron Francis, or if he deems the veteran worth the risk. There you go. 124 in Edmonton. Alright, I asked you again to list your uh, top three choices. Spec doesn't think we should even be mentioning Taylor Hall, but uh, Taylor Hall a lot of people think will ultimately end up signing in Boston. Gabriel Landeskog likely will sign in Colorado, but theoretically if Hall Along with Landis Skog and Zach Hyman were available. What would you sign them to and order them in terms of your preference? Here we go. Trent has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says Gabriel Landis Skog seven times seven, so he would do the honors lead deal. Taylor Hall six and a half times seven. Zach Hyman five and a half times five. Hey, Bob, has to be in order. Landisgog, 7 times 7. This text comes to us out of Calgary. Hall, 5.75 times 7. And Hyman, 5 million times 4 years. The text goes on to say, Zach Hyman is going to be grossly overpaid. Knee injury, rough style of play, will be solid short-term ad, but long-term contract is going to be a boat anchor, a void. I'd rather see Hall and a cheap Thomas to target at it, maybe circle back on Schwartz if the price is right and we strike out. Just please do not oversign Hyman. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, Cal in Spruce Grove says, Bob, Landiscog 5.5 times 6. Hyman, 5.5 times 6. Hall 6 times 5. I'm going to tell you right now, both Landiscog and Hyman are going to get more than $5.5 million. So, you heard Speck. Mark in St. Albert. Landeskog. 7 million times 5 years, Hyman, 6 times 3 million, and Mark and St. Albert says Hall 5 times 8 million. I, I don't see Taylor getting 8 million on a 5-year deal. Just don't see that happening. KJAN Jan says on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, Bob, given his age, toughness, and size, Landeskog checks off everything the Oilers are looking for to play in their top six. Would hope that opportunity to play with Connor and Leon could come in at a decent cap hit, but uh, the player uh, might be worth seven times or $7 million a year. Noah has taken time to Texas on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Assuming all three players wanted to come to Edmonton, I would definitely want Landeskog over the other two. Hyman is slightly better than Hall, in my opinion. He brings a different dimension. I'd like to give Landeskog a long-term deal slightly higher than Nugent Hopkins' deal, say $6 million at eight years. I would only sign Hyman to a shorter deal at three or four years. So we're getting a pretty wide uh, range. This text out of Edmonton says, Bring Hall home, six times six. Landis Skog would be my second choice, seven times seven. Hyman, five and a half times four. Hmm. Uh. Todd in Bonneville says, Greetings, Bob. You think Taylor would sign a two year friendly contract knowing Duncan Keith has already added uh, cap heavy, maybe two times seven. I'm not sure what uh, sick. Like. And again, I think Boston is, is going to make a run here at Taylor at some point. If they're uh, For all we know, maybe they already got it going on. Another texter out of a 780 exchange says, Landis Skog, seven year term, six and a half million. Hall, six times, or Hyman, six times six. Hall, five times five. Again, uh interesting perspectives out there. Jarrett says he wants Lanniscog first, Hall second, and Hyman third. Uh we'll see how this plays out. Again, the most likely scenario is that Lanniscog ends up signing a long term extension in Colorado. Hall, Boston's in the driver's seat to get him done. It looks like Hyman's going to market. And you go to free agency. I don't think he's David Clarkson. But for all of you that are concerned about a long-term deal in Hyman, I understand that. I fundamentally get that. I might assert to you that Duncan Keith on a two-year term is a less of a risk than Zach Hyman on a seven- or eight-year term. And I get it. You would have preferred if Chicago would have retained some more money. 128 in Edmonton. When we come back, we'll, we're going to talk about several machinations around the cap, what certain organizations are looking to do. Why the bio made sense or did it make sense for Bill Guerin in the Minnesota Wild. Hart Levine coming up from Puckpedia after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer,
1: Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.